we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. This crusade, this war on terrorism, uh, it's going to take a while. He came, he saw, he died. <laughs> we tortured some folks. And we are clear. Park the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 26 of Dave versus Goliath. Can't believe we made it, but we did. Guys, tonight we got a good one. Uh, we're going to talk more of that liberty shit tonight. That's right. Um, before we get into that, though, I want to introduce, as per usual, my main man, Dan. Dan, what's up, dog? Good. Uh-oh. I'm getting some glitches oh, dear. in the system. <laughs> yeah, a little glitch. It'll probably huh? all work out. A little bit of glitch. That's okay. You know what they say about that. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. That's all we can do. Is just do I miss that Bill O'Reilly. You know, bring him back. I think it, he could probably have a bright future ahead of him at the, <laughs> in, the, in the current political climate. <laughs> yeah, he fit right in now. Yeah, you know, speaking of climate, let me fix my background here just a little bit. There we go. Skirt. Feeling good about it. And uh, also, I'm going to get a little bit more comfortable, a little bit Mr. Rogers action here. I feel like no. I look fuzzy, too. We were all good when we were chatting. Now we're all fuzzy and loud. I know. I don't feel good about it, but we must move on, bro. <laughs> Let's just roll. <laughs> Fucking fuzzy, squiggly lines. This is bullshit. All right. <laughs> yeah, your matrix is... is going wild behind you yeah i'm not feeling great about it um yeah the green screen is really shit in the bed today but already in the comments we got some peeps hector ruse out of florida first in the chat my man uh and dave banner who is probably up there with me dave smith probably top five daves in the liberty space props to him um appreciate you being here bro um but yeah tonight we got a guest bro uh, this guy has been really good to the Libertarian Party of Delaware. That is how I came became acclimated with him. Um, he is a, uh, a radio DJ host, co-host of the uh, uh, excuse me, the Rick Jensen Show on WDEL. That's one hundred one seven in Delaware. Um, I venture to say he's certainly a lowercase L libertarian. He's definitely a Ron Paul guy. And uh, yeah, he's um, he's had me on quite a few times to talk about, you know, whatever we have going on. So just figured it would be cool to kind of have a long form discussion with him and talk about 
his life and how he came into that space. So without any further ado, let's bring in Randy Dasher. Randy, how you doing, man? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me on the program. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, man. Um, yeah, check out that radio voice you got on you. No wonder you're in that business, man. I'll tell you what, if I had that, not this nasally thing going on, I'd feel pretty good about things. I tried in the beginning. I was like trying to EQ shit. I'm like, it's not going to help. Right. I'm using no EQ. Just the way I am. Let's start right there. How do you, are you just born with something like that? Or do you have to procure that somehow? Um, how do I, how do I go about doing that? That's actually just my natural voice. I mean, I do voices, but I'm not trying to do an impersonation of a guy with a. That's not a radio non dialectic no. voice that you no. learn at some broadcasting school. I did not go to any broadcasting school whatsoever. So, all right. so you're not going to. All right. Hold on to your tricks then, sir. You keep those for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, we, um, I guess about a year ago, we, we started talking on the radio. I really, again, appreciate uh, any opportunity to come on and talk about Liberty. And it was the first interview, um, what we did. And that's when I found out that you were not only a, a libertarian of sorts, but you were a Ron Paul guy. So I was like, oh, well, this is amazing. There's a Ron Paul guy on terrestrial radio speaking to the masses in Delaware. Uh, are you the last libertarian DJ out there? Like, <laughs> yeah. or, how did that come about, man? Um, how, I guess we can start wherever you want, but how did you come into uh, broadcasting and the Liberty space? Well, the, the way I learned who Ron Paul was, was remember um, when there, I don't watch sports, but um, remember the Super Bowl where Janet Jackson showed her nipple no, sure I don't remember that yeah i remember that titty i remember that titty of course i do yeah. i was not watching i was watching the puppy bowl because <laughs> really yeah. i had cable back then and um so but during the half my, my wife of course was watching the real football game but you know anyway um so i was watching in another room the puppy bowl and then um it's really literally puppies and kittens just running around chasing them you know just beating each other up but so uh it's on uh, Animal Planet. Um, so, so during the halftime show, I said, I better watch this because I am on the radio. I was at, at that point, I was on the radio on um, WCHE in Westchester, a, a small AM station. And uh, um, I'm, I'm watching. I get, you don't care about cursing or anything on here, right? I mean, no, yeah, let loose. Bill, Bill uh, O'Reilly saying, fuck it. So, <laughs> all right. So, so I'm like, did I just see her tit? And, uh, you know, for like a half a second. And, um, and so, um, um, there was a vote in Congress to raise the fines on broadcasters. So to stop this from ever happening again, and they, they were like 30, I believe it was $32,500 per utterance. Like if you, you know, if somebody said fuck or shit or whatever on, on terrestrial radio or showed nudity on free over the air terrestrial television, uh, cable doesn't matter. They don't care about that, and they shouldn't. I mean, they shouldn't care about anything, but but whatever. I mean, it, to me, it's mm -hmm. entirely against the First Amendment. But that's not the point of this. So, um, so she showed her stupid tit, and um, so they raised it to tenfold to three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars per utterance, and that's uh, otherwise known as the titty tax, right? Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So um, I was like, this is ridiculous. The station I was working for, I don't even think the entire station was worth (laughs) $325,000, let alone, you know, like screwing up and and forgetting a mic on and and being like, (laughs) what's wrong with you? And then, you know, getting a fine. So so I asked on the air, like, um, who who voted and what way? And it turned out that every, probably about 30 Democrats voted the right way on it. I'm just pulling that from memory. And then, you know, a majority of them voted to raise the fines. And every single Republican voted that way, except one person. So I asked them, like, well, who's that? And somebody sent me this, like, howtheyvoted.com thing, um, a fan of the show. And it was Ron Paul. And I hadn't heard of Ron Paul yet. And that was probably whatever year that Super Bowl was. So what was that, 2004? I think three. Oh man, I couldn't tell you the Super Bowl. Um, but but this was before any of his presidential runs. I got like long before that. Couple well, he did the Libertarian one in '98, but I didn't learn about that till later. Oh, it was '88. He did that. It was '80? Okay, '88. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, you're right. And then um, yeah, he ran. Well, wait, 2008. Oh, I'm pointing to a sign that you probably yeah you can't see <laughs> can't <laughs> see a little bit of that. Run that. But I mean, he he wasn't running for president. He was just he was a, a, a congressman from Texas. Right. And, um, and, you know, nine United States House of Representatives from uh, the state of Texas. And um, so like if that day, I wanted to learn more and more about Ron Paul because I've always figured I'm, I'm a fiscal conservative. And I'd even called myself a libertarian back when I was younger. And, and I was such an idiot. I remember being at a party and they had these um, tablecloths that you can write on and they gave everybody Sharpies. And I wrote like Ross Perot because at that point, Ross <laughs> Perot was pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. people are like you idiot. He's not. I'm like, yeah, I know, but he's cool. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's the other guy. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, as soon as I learned who Ron Paul was, I mean, just you know, I'm a total, total, total disciple. And uh, even like, I, I got to interview him once, and uh, and and people go, uh, everybody says to me like, you can't agree with everything one person. And I go, I, I really do. And the only thing I almost didn't agree with was uh, abortion. And, um, you know, because I was like, hey, why, why aren't fiscal conservatives want more abortions? You know, I, I don't get it. You know, they want to pay for these unwanted kids. And then I heard Ron Paul's explanation of uh, and he's delivered over 4000 babies. So he would know he's you know, a vag doctor. So he uh, he he uh, he said if, if a woman was eight months pregnant and then he took the, the baby out and it cried and he drowned it in the sink, would that be OK? And, you know, anyone with a soul has to say, no, that's not OK. And then I realized, hey, we're all pro-life. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if you don't think that's OK, you're actually pro-life, like it or not. Right. But like on a list of 100 things, issues, abortion doesn't even make it for me. I would still vote for like if, if, if Massey for some reason was pro-choice and he's not. But let's just say he was. I would be like, I don't, know, I don't give a shit. I'm voting for Massey, you know, because because Massey yeah. the new Ron Paul. So yeah. He is definitely the best in Congress that we have. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. And I just hijacked it like 10 minutes of your show. So no, no, that was great. That was my favorite. You man, don't forget. That was my favorite coming to libertarian story I've heard yet. Janet Jackson's titty led you to Ron Paul. (laughs) Literally. That's That's pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, usually, yeah. I mean like it affected you directly. So, you know, yeah, we had to be extra careful at the radio station. I mean, we're taking phone calls and like sometimes these guys, 
when I before I started there, this girl came on the air one time, and and they're talking about uh, she was an intern, and they're they're talking about Kobe Bryant and the rape case, and the girl goes, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's when the girl says no, and the guy says fuck you, and does it anyway. And my buddy goes, she just said F on the radio. And I was inside a house installing countertops. I'm like, get the hell out of here. No, she didn't. She said F you. He goes, no, she said it. And it went over the air. So I was taping this show before I'd gotten on it, you know, in like 2002, just because I used to call a lot. And I wanted to hear what I sounded like when I would call in. If I sound like a total jerk off. So, um, so, so I get home, I check the tape and sure enough, she said it. So, uh, so, you know, like you have to be extra. So they weren't running the delay and stuff. I'm like, does that cost a fortune? So you use a lot of electric or something. And they're like, nah, it's just, you know, you hear it seven seconds later in the next room. I'm like, well, well, just run it in, you know, like just monitor. Don't have a radio on you idiot. Just listen to the monitors. Don't listen to it on a radio. You don't need to. And like, eh, we don't like it. Sometimes the listeners get confused. I'm like, let them. Let them get confused. And when one of your callers says, you know, go after your stuff, you, you have time to dump out of it. So the whole time I was there, people would curse like sailors. And I would always hit the dump button. And uh, and uh, so there you are. Maybe that's why they hired me, because I called. And I was like, yeah, I called uh, her Bernadette's little faux pas. And I hope that's not <laughs> the only reason they hired me, because I, I would never turn that into any authority. Like, why would I? Like, that would be so crappy to do to a station <laughs> like that. But I just thought it was interesting to talk about. So I called them the next day. I'm like, hey, I heard that. That's the only time I listened to the tape three times. They might have been like, oh, my God, he taped it. <laughs> what does this guy want? If, he, yeah. if it was my worst enemy, I wouldn't do that. Because they're like, what, what do I get out of it? What, you know, it's just a dick thing. Hey. He cursed. So tell me, um, when did you start working with Rick Jensen? And what's uh, that like? He, I, From what I can tell, he's kind of a pretty dead-on uh, conservative Republican, but he's good. He's got a, some libertarian leanings. Yeah, he says he he sits on the libertarian side of the table or something. So you know, he's nowhere near as extreme as libertarian as I am. So how did you how did you guys come together? And yeah, how did he opt for the extremists uh, sidekick? Um. Okay. Well, so I got fired from CHE two thousand March twenty third two thousand nine at four oh three p.m. It wasn't really memorable. It was like my favorite job because it gave me so much freedom. So, uh, and freedom is currency to me in this business. I mean, I, I would yeah. rather make less money and have freedom than be told like, "Don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about you know." And we we like it if you acted like you were more uh, you know. Oh, okay. If they offer me ten times the money to pretend I'm who I'm not, I, I'd be like, "No, I can go cut grass and make money," and I do. So. Um, so uh, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so so oh, so I get fired from there, and I apply to everywhere. And I live in this house, and it's all the way I like it. <laughs> I like it with three guitars on the wall. Yeah, this one over here. All right, so uh, so I I just I'm not going to move. Most radio people, when they get fired, they're like, oh, I got an offer out in Ohio. I'm going there, and they have like a small bunch of things to put in a suitcase and move. I have roots here. You know, my, I was born three miles from this house. I moved once out of my parents' house and I bought this house at an auction. So um so I'm not I'm not moving to get another radio job. So I applied in all the Philly stations and uh and the Delaware stations in WDL. And uh like two years later, I get a phone call and it's Greg Lance who was working at WDL. He's like, oh, 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 is this Randy Lasher? I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, who's this? 
Oh, it's Greg Lanson. Be, yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, he said, you know, do you want to be a board operator? And I said, sure. So I went in and interviewed with a suit and tie and everything. <laughs> he's, he's clearly wearing the opposite of a suit and tie. Nicest guy in the world. So uh, he hires me. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm a radio host, too. You know, I'm not really looking for a radio host, but you never know. So, uh, so I just I stayed there, like, running the board for Eagles games and Phillies games and, and high school basketball and crap like that on the weekends. So sometimes I would literally get in my car. They'd be like, can you come in between three and four and work for one hour and make sure the automation works? And I was like, yes, yes, I can. I'll drive a half hour down there work for one hour for very little money and drive all the way back because I'm, I'm you know, I'm paying my dues. I want to mm-hmm. do this. And I kept every time, like every year we would have to fill out this thing. Where do you see yourself? In that? Where would you like to be? Where, it's like five questions. It's the same question asked five different ways. So I would just say, yeah, I want to be on the air. And then where do you see? Yeah. I see myself on the air. So then finally, like I just kept bugging them about like, you know, hey, let me fill in when Rick goes on vacation. Finally, they let me do it. And then they're like, you know, what? guy can run the board. He can he can run the board and he can host the show. And, and, yep. and he dumped out of that woman that said bullshit. And, and you know, so um, so I, I just started ho- filling in a lot. I mean, Rick's been there 20 years. So so he gets vacation time. He's earned it. Uh, rightfully so. So I, I would fill in a lot for him. And then. um and then COVID came. Thank God for COVID. Uh, <laughs> Amen. They ended up firing like a whole bunch of people at the station because um, because of COVID. Because like all the advertising dried up because all the stores were forced to be closed. Mm-hmm. Car dealers and, and little restaurants and all. And, you know, why are you going to buy ads if you're not open? So mm-hmm. uh, so they had to do major you know staff reduction, and uh, they got rid of a lot of full time guys and hired me as a part time guy. And uh, Rick was at his house doing the show um, through a Comrex box, which is like a, you know, a, a live event box where you do it. And Rick has a, probably 10 times nicer mic than this mic and processing equipment. All. And he sounded fantastic broadcasting from his dining room. And I'm at I'm at the radio station, you know, right behind Concord Mall running the board. And then, you know, I get to chime in a little bit. We even... I wonder who watches this, but we even had a consultant that was more or less now he, now I think he actually likes me. He gets me. But at the beginning he was like, in so many words, he basically said, speak when spoken to. Sure. But I get it. You know, it's Rick's show. And, and, and in a way, I guess I needed somebody to tell me that because I would start, you know, blurting out my opinion. And then it's like, you know, well, Rick would move on. I'd be like, oh, I don't know to keep arguing about this. <laughs> right. That's a pretty sweet <laughs> deal though, that you can, that you can come in and fill in and really give your opinion about whatever you want. I've seen you do that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. They, they pay me in the currency is freedom. I mean, you know, I, I'm not complaining. Like if I was complaining about, it, I wouldn't be there. You know, I, yeah. I jokingly say it's not a lot and it's not a lot of money, but I'm, this is an investment in my future, my career, you know, like someday I'm hoping they own a bunch of stations forever media. I'm hoping someday they go, you know what? The, the guy's pretty good. Or, you know, the Rick and Randy are both. It's a good show. Let's syndicate. Damn right. It was, yeah. If it works on one station, why not two? And if it worked on two, why wouldn't it work on three or ten or thirty? You know, yeah. and then pay me. Well, I'll tell you, I, I probably you probably had me on maybe like five or six times, and like yeah, you and I always have. Awesome. We broke. Thank you, and we broke down, and we kind of talk about stuff that we 
are both into and it's yeah. fairly casual, even though, you know, you got commercials and I know you're working hard, but yeah. I did get to speak uh, to Rick one time and it was so different. Like the pace. Was, all right, Dave, get in here. Tell me what these libertarians are like when they got on break down. Oh my God. All right. This is going to be a different beast <laughs> yeah. here, but uh, what a it cool is, guy. Yeah. He, he's, oh, he's ultimate guy. I mean, I'm having a blast doing the show now. I mean, it's, it's finally evolved to where I almost am sort of a co-host. And then sometimes I'm, you know, when he interviews somebody, I'll back, you know, I completely back off. I might not say a single word for that half hour. Just run the board. I screen the calls and this and that. But then there's times where we're just talking about stuff and he goes to me and then just he and I are just riffing for a while. I mean, it, radio is so easy to do with two radio guys. I mean, like if you're by, if I'm by myself, I have like nightmares waking up with no material because you got to fill up four hours. But if you're with another radio guy, you could talk about nothing. Like both of you could show up with zero material. And go and four hours of flyby. Yeah, I literally. I, would not, I, I wouldn't be doing the show if Dan wouldn't have agreed to come and do it with me. Hey, was Dan here? Yeah, it definitely makes it a whole lot, lot, lot more fun, more organic. How did uh, Dan? How did you uh, meet with uh, Sir David Casey? Man, we've been buds since we were little kids. Awesome. And I always joke with him too because I he he got me on the libertarian chip kind of. Oh, nice. Kind of. Later in life, he was he was screaming Ron Paul at me back then, you know, like 2008, 2012, yeah. and all that. And I was I was paying a little bit of attention, but I was a bit of a wreck back then. Um, Wait, who were you into at that time? Or just nobody? A lot of people are into nobody. Nobody. Okay. Yeah. No. It, we, it just we were living in a van pretty much for like 2008, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah. Touring around in a band, adding many easy. other things going on. Yeah. Were you in a band? You said. Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah, you played yeah. Uh, drums. So do I. Get what? the hell out! I saw three yeah. guitars behind you. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so I'm into owning guitars. But I'm into playing drums. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys should come over. We'll jam. Oh my Heck god! Yeah, be awesome. This guy, he he's modest, but he had a successful uh, music career, and he was cool enough to take me out and tour around the world with uh, the band, and we had a great time for quite a few years. Yeah, we had a real good time, life. but somehow, how you the ground with all that stuff and i was kind of being a psycho um but then you know come down a little bit and and started paying a little bit more time you know what it was for me really it was like it was the frustration in 2016 to where i think i yeah. finally kind of came back to you and was like dude what's the other guys about because this shit is ridiculous you know yeah kind of hopped on it then so i'm a little late to the game but <laughs> welcome but aboard it's old it's awesome yeah. thank That's you awesome. yeah Sorry. we all have a uh a story from our previous life. Uh, Randy, you've talked about it. You were kind of more on the neocon tip. I was more on the yeah. awful leftist tip. And then, you know, ultimately you find Ron Paul and you can kind of find your center again. Yes. Madness. Absolutely. Look at all the shirts I have. I, Ron Paul. I, I went what you got? Uh, Ron Paul. Yep. This mirror thing on the camera is really freaking me out. But yeah, anyway. It looks good over on this end. I had these made. Oh yeah, and the break was like, like if you bought ten of them, you got them way cheaper. So I would buy or ten or twenty, whatever the break was. I bought them. I was just giving them out to friends, and uh, and then these, you know, the white ones. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I would just pay people to make them. And yeah, anyway, so I, was, I, I was really, really insanely into. It. I went to see him down at um, uh, Independence Hall. When, uh, what year was that? Oh, 2012, April pouring down rain yeah, yeah philly freedom i was there for that oh, that's nice. a legendary one yeah, yeah. stories yeah. from that 
Yeah. Man, I've never seen so many happy people in the rain. Yes. Prepared to just. <laughs> I had friends that were like super gun guys, and and you know I was kind of into it at the time too. So we're like, can we carry? <laughs> and we're like, well, we better not. It's like the one time you might need. Yeah. Going to do, yeah right. I but usually feel like, like, I'm totally problems. safe. I feel safe in a in a crowd of libertarians. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're the best. It, it wasn't the libertarians I was worried about. Oh, right, narcs <laughs> like, and the feds. We yeah. got lost or something, you know. Yep. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot's happened since 2012. Uh, those presidential campaigns were pretty great for spreading the message, but Ron Paul has been active on the Liberty Report pretty much since what? Some form of it since 2013, 14. Um, so I thought we might take a peek nice. at what he's got going on because he's talking about all the stuff that uh, we are concerned about. Like uh, inflation here. So let's take a peek what Ron Paul has to say about that. And you guys can comment on top of it. Feel free. The last recession that we had in 2008 was a big one. And it's still around. And that's when QE came in. That's when they got serious about the creation of uh, new money. When the prices go up, that means the dollar is getting weaker. And believe me, it isn't like occasionally, you know, over the years, you'd see... Oh, uh, energy prices are, you know, $50. It might go up to 55 at the end of the year. Now, every day they report the price uh, of gasoline going up. And then, then to compound it all, you have to listen to our president explain, you know, the pop. I love this. I love that he's like, oh, my God, on top of the inflation, we have to listen to this old man get on the TV <laughs> and just like this old codger. <laughs> I love it. Policy, how he's going to get the prices down by manipulation of regulations and dictates. And, and I fear most that is what he is hinting at is putting on price controls. And that will really devastate our economy. It's this whole thing that you're supposed to, you know, believe that something has caused the problem uh, that all we need is more of the more of that same thing. It's the it's the Putin price hike. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's why things are. That's what I heard. They are. They cause the problem, and it goes on and on. Governments inevitably are like that. They go back and uh, they're locked into it because they don't care about, they don't understand, and they're not fighting for what we do fight for here, and that is for the cause of liberty. Because free markets, property rights, voluntary contracts, volunteerism in the international and also interpersonal relationships, believe me, that is great stuff. <laughs> Yo, free markets, trade, volunteerism, this is the bee's knees, everybody. <laughs> it's good you over here. You, we could have been hanging out months ago. And it's very, very cost uh, sensitive. That means it doesn't cost a whole lot to be free. Matter of fact, it decreases the effort to steal from people in order to trust, tr to survive all the mistakes that government continues to make. So as bad as things are, the answers are out there. They're not complex. And more and more people are waking up and say, I think uh, Liberty Report has it right. I love it. It's not complex. Is that what he got? Did What's he that? Liberty Boy. <laughs> Liberty I Report. Liberty, Liberty Report's been on it. <laughs> Liberty Boy. <laughs> I love him so much. He's always on it. Uh, he's the best. In fact, while we're here, we might check out one more, one more Ron Paul thing because he's just that on it. Um, and this is important too because this is something that's happening at the national level 
as, as well as uh, the local level, and that's the gun grab that's going on. Let's just take a look. Is, is the uh, uh, issue of red... Really, is the basis behind this incident and that what's happened with the Republican Party is is the uh, uh, issue of red flag laws, yes. and we have written and talked about this quite a bit because uh, it's it's the lack of due process. It's uh, it doesn't it, it doesn't work through the court system. You don't have a jury, but you can be guilty and you can be denied your right to own a own a gun. And the worst part is is spy on your neighbor, punish a relative. That is the worst part of this, mm. right? Now that the narc Karen culture has been perfectly curated over the past generation, and particularly over the past two years. I mean, isn't this just ripe? It's crazy. It's not even like a, they call it a red flag law, but it's not. How can that even be a law if it doesn't follow legal? <laughs> like well, a legal I mean, every infringement is right is null and void, right? I mean, technically. It's guilty till proven innocent. Like, and it's not just yeah. It's taking the Second Amendment. There's a reason it's the second. It's pretty damn important. Yeah, and this you is they're in. They're in. I love this word. This is again out of the the lockdowns. They're in lockstep. You know, our our senator, state senators here, Carney is about to sign this uh, awful legislation that just came out of the Senate here. Um, that's yeah, all about red flag laws. I think they're raising, um, ages to 21 for people to own an assault rifle. They're being really liberal with the, uh, no pun intended with the, with the definition of that. But, um, yeah, pretty incredible, man. I just, uh, I, I want to know what it is. Like if you look at the fifties and the sixties and you, you look at mass shootings, there was like one in the fifties, like one. Right. And kids so, were getting like trained in middle school to like yeah. operate a rifle and things like what that. What changed? And I don't. I'm not asking this like a good lawyer. I always knows the answer to the questions. I don't know, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's maybe it's the mind altering drugs. Uh, you know, what I mean for for whatever. And I'm not goofing on anybody for being on anything at all. And but I'm saying like maybe we're over medicating some people, like disassociative drugs. I think that might have something to do. I've heard that theory before, which kind of makes sense. Like Certainly a common denominator, it seems. Yeah. Maybe it's in the food. I, I, I Seriously. It, I mean, like, no, absolutely. That's Listen, it ha- would have to be an all-encompassing assault. And yeah, yeah it would, I think it would be done with the food that you eat and the content that you consume. And um, yeah, I mean, MKUltra is real. That's real. If people don't know about that. What is it? MKUltra is where the government doing uh, experiments on people sometimes without them even knowing it. But uh, this is... Uh, yeah, it goes back to like the fifties, I believe started at Harvard. I think even Ted Kaczynski might've been involved in it, like as a participant in the early He's, experiments. I mean, he was correct. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, that's like declassified and they like, they experimented on that guy. Yeah. Lots of acid, like acid, they would dose people with acid for like months at a time playing like heavy metal music or whatever, just awful sounds for like weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolute torturing people, I guess, to try and create like Manchurian candidates and st- stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's a nice rabbit hole. If anybody wants to go down that one. Pretty yeah, I think that's what we need to look into. I'm, I'm, and obviously I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure like, Oh, if you get rid of this one type of gun that has X amount of magazines, you're going to cure it all. I even said on the air the other day, I go, okay, if there's a magic button that if we got rid of AR 15s, there'd never be another mass shooting. I'll press the button. Rick's like, Oh my God, I thought you were pro two way. I'm like, I am. 
I'm talking about a magic button that's going to stop. You know, I'll take one for the team if it, but it's not going to work. I mean, not only is it not going to work, but that's not even the intention. Like they are not concerned. We can't yeah. look to the state to, to be interested in humanitarian efforts when they are the mass murder machine that yeah. dominates the world. So they are only, in my opinion, this is, but you know, I could back this up. They are trying to disarm us. Like they're tr- every country is trying to disarm their populace so that they are less powerful against their oppressors. That's the reasoning. And they know it. And I think that but most of the politicians know it. We were talking about that last week because I was going to look into, yeah, they're the worst ones with guns. We were talking about that last week, trying to take it away from the reasonable people. I could be wrong, man. I need to look into this, but I'm pretty sure I was listening to Scott Horton. Uh, I don't know who he was talking to. This was about a week ago. Um, but he was saying that they, they've they lost nukes. <laughs> like there are some that are unaccounted for, you know? Right. And they're That's the not ones that want to dictate with, I think they're up to like 22,000 gun laws when I add these now. Um, you know, <laughs> what you reasonable citizen are allowed to do. Well, they've like misplaced some misplaced of these things nukes. throughout the Cold War. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look into that because he said it in his way. You know how he rattles stuff off really quickly, but I was like, wait, pause. Yeah, you, you know who controls <laughs> the nukes? I'm ready to go. All right, guys. See you. I'm going to take my foot off. Take it off the thing. Corn pop just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I like how the one girl was like threw in a China tariff question right after that. And he was like, no. 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 Do you, do you see what I've just been through? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those things Amazing. are a pain in the ass to put your feet in, though. Yeah. I- <laughs> I, I went to mountain bike ride with a friend of mine and he gave me his wife's bike and it had those things on. And I started, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. And he's like, no, no, that makes it better. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You know, ever since I learned to ride a bike and rode 8 trillion miles, you know, I get put my foot down if, if I'm going to fall. Now you want to tie my foot into the pedal and go, oh, no, oh, no, you just can't do that now. You can't, you know, I mean, I can't believe he had like 19 secret service guys around and they were like, yeah, strap his feet in there. <laughs> the, <laughs> definitely, the, worst definitely thing, the worst thing is I'm, I'm pretty sure that the whole reason that went down is because they were, I mean, I think they did that on purpose. They were trying to illustrate that like this man is not too old to mm-hmm. do simple day to day things like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Did, did you um, see the, the guy who looks like Costanza on uh, Stetler, Steltzer? Stelter? Stelter. Yeah, Stelter. Stelter. He looks exactly like – that's what Rick says. <laughs> now I can't unsay it. He does look just – George Costanza. He's like, oh, there he was this week, out riding a mic. Yeah. I, I love how he gets a, he gets a standing ovation like when he gets up. Like, ah, yeah. This is your champion? God. Pathetic. And now the memes are like all Ron Paul riding with one hand. It makes me so happy, dude. Yeah. It, I love it. I love it. 
Uh, I think he he challenged all the other candidates like to a bike ride like, in, in 2012. <laughs> wow, we could get out there right now. Yeah. Get on a bike. He he probably is in better shape than all them guys now. All of them. And and the I don't know how old he is. Probably in his eighties. Oh, he definitely is late eighties. I think. Yeah. And we could have had eight solid years of Ron Paul yeah. as president, and he'd still be out there doing speeches, yeah. doing the Liberty Report. Um, but I do think it is time for you know the younger generation to take over as my uh, grandmother used to say. And I think we got someone pretty good right here. Check this out. Call a truce. And the only way to call a truce is to decentralize power. If we're all fighting over who has power in Washington, D.C. to rule over 320 million Americans, you're never going to get away with, you know, you're not going to vanquish the 73 million people who voted for Donald Trump. You're not going to vanquish the 70 million people who voted for Biden and the 10 million fake ones. You know what I mean? You're just kidding. I'm kidding. I love it, dude. <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. I kid. I kid. I triumph. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, he's great. He really is great. Uh, we have high hopes for Dave Smith. I hope, uh, you know, he said within the next couple months he'll decide if he's uh, going to run for president. But if you guys haven't already, go check out the Reason TV interviews on their YouTube channel. They interviewed Mike Heiss, uh, the founder and chairman of the Mises Caucus. He did a fantastic job. Um, Stone Cold, Eye of the Tiger. You got to check that out. He really nailed it. Nice. Um, and these guys aren't haven't been typically too friendly to the Mises types and Ron Paul and Dave Smith. So, uh, but I think they did a fair job um, with the interviews, and they were put together nicely. You guys are killing it with the Mises Caucus. It's awesome. You're really you're doing you're putting in the work, and you're getting it done. I mean, like, didn't you basically take over most positions or, you know, as Mises caucus instead, like when, when I saw the tweet where it was Nicholas Sarwark yeah. saying on pride day a year ago, there's no place for Ron Paul in our, in our party mm. because Ron Paul said something. Uh, it was about like, I liked one when, when the gays were in the closet and it was basically a mathematic equation. It basically said, if you sleep with more people, you're, you know, heterosexual, Wise, that's true too. If you bang a thousand girls, you're probably going to get an STD. But if you like bang two, you probably won't. And everywhere in between. So, so he basically said like a like a math equation was saying like when they're out of the closet, then they were you know having like you know public sex with a bunch of random people. Yeah, was he was it like during the AIDS crisis? Was he saying something like yes. yeah, if, if we're trying to get this no, under wraps, maybe yeah. quit your butt fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, I'll tell you what the problem is it's all the butt fucking <laughs> you'd say it in that like adorable way that's just like did. I'm, a did. I'm a country doctor stop it <laughs> but for, for someone to say like someone not to like ram ron paul and say they're a libertarian to me is just that's the stupidest fucking statement you can make i mean it how- is the stupidest statement you can make and uh i don't i don't think that was the inception of the mises caucus that was definitely uh, some inspiration there to really um, to meet that head on. Like if that's if that's the goal of this party, then yeah, Mike Heiss was the guy to nice. take that on, man. And yeah, it's a full on takeover. All the positions on the LNC have been filled with uh, good Ron Paul type libertarians, or at least uh, endorsed by the Mises Caucus. That's awesome because then you won't see things like when uh, Bill Barr won one year. And, and then right. there was other, I mean, literally, there was, there was like 16 years of darkness there or so. I mean, yeah. 2004 was probably the, Michael Badnarik. I know you've spoken with him. Yeah. Um, that was probably the last radical, you know, good candidate that we had up until, I mean, 
2024, maybe, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. Um, but Dave Smith there, he did mention some vote totals <laughs> there from our current president that he kind of had a little joke with. And you mentioned to me that you saw the movie 2000 Mules. Yeah. And that I should watch that. Uh, yeah. I got around to like 30 or 40 minutes of it, and I didn't see the whole thing. And I, ha- I do want to interject this really quick. I think it's funny. I would just assume that you could get away with saying more stuff on a podcast than you could on um, terrestrial radio. But I've heard you talk about some pretty, um, you know, you give Israel some harsh criticisms, worthy ones that might get you in trouble online. You've talked about, um, you know, ballot counts in 2020 that would probably get you in trouble online. But I know Israel ones even bigger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have are definitely guilty of war crimes. Some of them in the media. You know, I'm well, kidding. right? Yeah, no, it can get you. It can get you in a lot of trouble really quick. And, and I, criticizing Israel is is not anti-Semitic. You no, know, I mean, but, but they've turned it into that. Like criticizing right. a country, it, it would be like criticizing Obama, your Klan's member. You know, right. I mean, like, like don't associate criticism of of a government with like yeah, hate them damn Jews. You know, what I mean, like well, they they really do. That's the only country that does that, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't really go hard on on those guys because they'll get you. And the USS um, Liberty, they 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 bombed our boat, yeah. killed thirty four men, one hundred and seventy one injured, and and the fifty fifth anniversary was June eighth. Not one peep on the news. The fiftieth anniversary, not one peep. And and so I, one of my favorite things to do, if you ever want to crush somebody, you can steal my bit. Say, uh, do you support the troops? And of course, they're going to say yes. You support all the troops? Yeah. How about the survivors of the USS Liberty? Ask them that. And then watch their head explode because they, they, uh, there's a lot of Israel firsters that are just like, okay, I'm going to part ways with you now. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say um, that, you know, that was okay. They apologized. It's okay. If any other country did that to us, it would be, it, it would be just insane. And I love what Spike, uh, Spike Cohen said the other, the other day. His tweet was something like, uh, everyone remember how uh, Israel saved us. Uh, the USS Liberty from um, from the Islamists, and then he's like, "Google USS Liberty, <laughs> right?" Trolls him. Trolls him. <laughs> yeah. Biden had said before. This was probably in the eighties, but he said, uh, "If we did not have an Israel, we'd have to go out and invent an Israel." Meaning that they, he is fully aware that this is kind of their base of operations for the for the empire in that region. Um, this is really isn't about religion, but their constitution is specific about that, that it says like anybody around the world of Jewish heritage is welcome here. Like you are a citizen of Israel, which is kind of, man, if you were like a really nationalistic nation and you wanted to like really get people, I mean, you can live in America and be like a citizen too. So people were so concerned in 2016 and 2017 about Russian influence. It's like, I don't know how many of our senators might've had at least if not dual citizenship you know something pretty close like at least an allegiance to another government via their constitution just read the constitution so yeah um, when uh sarah palin would would say i keep a flag of israel in my office you're you're fucking governor of one of our states which is like basically the president of a state and you have another country i mean what if she had an iranian flag in, in her in her office would that be okay the double that would probably, probably get her in some more trouble, but the evangelical vote is still super yeah. strong in America. What yeah. they could not, the evangelicals, lock right. in uh, lock in enough votes 
to get Donald Trump elected. Let's check out a little clip of 2000 Mules. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> one night. This person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they worked like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's who You have ruined Election Day for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'm going to let him I'm going to let him finish. But I just thought that was funny. I'm I want my sticker. Yes. I had voted mm -hmm. when I was young. My vote count. My vote counted. One sec. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules. 2,000 mules. mules. I'm working on that. That's a pretty good voice. I'll tell you what. Um, I believe that there were mules. But I, I'm more interested in the fact that I think that most of these guys think that Elections were going pretty smoothly and were pretty fair until whatever the past couple election cycles. Do you think that's fair? That probably is a fair statement. I mean, when your guy doesn't win, then maybe you get more concerned about it. Um, Let me ask you guys both this. Are, election, are, are presidents elected or selected? Selected. Because I yeah. think they put Trump right in the middle of that stage. And didn't like they're asking Trump a whole bunch of questions 
and Rand Paul was all the way to the far left. Mm-hmm. And he got like so, you know, fewer questions. I mean, like he was asked like one or two questions. Trump was asked like 30. You know what I mean? So right. I think they should all be asked the same question. And they should be in little soundproof things. And I'm not trying to go for a joke for the first time in my life. But they should be like in a soundproof room. And they ask the same question. And they, they answer it. And they can't hear the other guys answer because what happens is they go, who's the most important person? And and somebody will go, well, Jesus. And then the next guy has to go on. Oh, I like Jesus more than you do. And the next guy goes, I like Jesus even more than you do. You know, because they piggyback. Or or they'll say, my wife. And then if the other guy doesn't say my wife, good luck getting a, a Hummer. <laughs> so, it's, it's just like like if they if they hear the other guy's answer, it becomes more of just a shit show. I want to hear the real answers. And then they would ask, how are you like Reagan? How are you like Reagan Huckabee? How are you like Reagan Rob? And they go through it all. And then they get up to Ron Paul and they go, the uh, 9-11 truthers, will you, will you condone them? Will you say, no, condemn, condemn. I always get those two words wrong. Will you say they're doo-doo heads and you hate them? And he's like, fuck no. Why, you know, why would I say something bad about them? You know, And it's just, it, it, ask all the people the same question without them getting to hear the other guy's answer. And then I would love to, uh, you know, people should be allowed to make their own decision based on the answer. Yeah. That would assume though, that they want people to get in informed decision and pick the, you know, the person who has the most integrity and character. But in actuality, you got Hillary Clinton playing the Pied Piper strategy to actually call attention to Donald Trump because she thought that that would be advantageous to her. To point up, to point out the clown show, but I'm not sure if that was part of the plan or if that backfired. But uh, that was that came out in the week. I, I think they're still doing that now. I've heard that there are certain Democratic organizations that are putting advertising behind the Trump endorsed candidates in certain areas because they believe that they're going to be the only ones that they can beat or beat easier. Wow, I think that's horribly mistaken. I I could be wrong. I I, I do too because. It it didn't happen before, but yeah, in certain districts, they're like, well, all we got to do is you know, go hard. Right. They'll pull that. <laughs> look, you know, J six or whatever they think is going to work, and then mm-hmm. get the guy beat. Remember, uh, this is a local one, but um, what was her name in two thousand ten? Christine, she ran against Chris Coons, and she O'Donnell. was Christine O'Donnell. She was the anti masturbating crusade Wiccan. Uh, so I feel like, I feel like that's what you do. You, you put these people up They're they're shill bitters like, Oh yeah. Why don't you get out there and tell everybody how you feel about stuff, you know, on a microphone. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Meanwhile, Chris Coons, the CIA stooge, the Biden lapdog just like skirts in. (laughs) It's kind of, kind of messed up. Um, Rick interviewed her. It's out in the ether. Oh, nice. On the YouTube. I would, you know, honestly, I would take her anti-masturbating crusade and Wiccan um, background over Chris Coons today, all that. that yeah. I mean, at least she, it, she would probably be more fiscally conservative and probably pro two a. So at least yeah, she, she definitely was, you know, she I definitely mean, was not far, trying to this thing from perfect, but better yeah. than what you have. You know? I, I bet you she'd be against drag queen story hour. So yeah. she might, she might get my vote. Anyway, before we get out of here, because we don't we don't have that much more time, I do want to get Trump's take on uh, two thousand mules and its legitimacy, real quick. Let's say, oh yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, that was debunked. It's disinformation. They don't, it's not debunked. Can't be debunked. It's, it is what it is. 
We didn't make up. They're not movie actors. If it was a movie actor, I'd say, you got me. But these are not movie actors. The, the classic is when they get out of the car and they're looking all over the place. You know, and normally you get out and you vote. These guys get out and vote. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, that was fully debunked. Nah, this is a shame what happened. This is a shame. And because of that, look what happened to our country. Look at that. I just love it. I love it so much. I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't vote for him either time. But uh, as is the case with most presidents, we're on a steady decline. And things were better when he was around. Yeah, and I, they were. I miss the ding, ding, dings and the bing, bop, boops and the beep, beep, boops. It was funny. And you. and you know what? Rand Paul went and golfed was, with him. After Trump insulted Rand Paul during the the uh, the uh, uh, the Republican, uh, what do they call it, primary. What are you, what are you pulling uh, at like 3%? What are you even doing here? I don't even know why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sort of a libertarian. Ask Rand Paul. Look, that's no joke. He actually is. I feel like the guys at Cambridge Analytica were like, okay. The the movement, the the momentum in the Republican Party is with the Ron Paul revolution. We think we can pr- give you that kind of energy, minus the foreign policy stuff. Yeah. Like if, you just, if you just stay away from that and you kind of hammer home, you go talk to Alex Jones, you go do these interviews that these people like, we can probably get you in that White House. Those guys, yeah. they deserved however much they got paid because, uh, yeah, I think that they did it. They had They had the data, man. I didn't like when Trump assassinated the, the head muckety-muck uh, military guy over in Iran. I, too, oppose assassinating mm-hmm. foreign leaders. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, people will say, like, well, they didn't do anything. <laughs> you think they're fucking done with this? You wait. You know, one day you're going to be like, what a bad pilot. He just ran into the Chrysler building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, and then you're going, oh, I wonder, why did they do that for no reason? You know? Blowback, baby. Yes. Exactly. Oh, my God. And my favorite thing is when uh, – when, when Ron Paul said that, and then uh, uh, Giuliani goes, hmm. I can't believe what you just said. You got someone an apology. Yes. Are you implying that for some reason we brought this on ourselves? You need to take that back. And Ron's like, I'm not taking it back. Yeah. I meant every word of it. That's what it means to be brave, man, in politics is just say what you have. That's why he's the best. And that's why Dave Smith is getting the audience that he's getting is because people – can sense bullshit. That's why Mike Heiss is killing it right now because there are people who don't care what the repercussions will be for keeping it extremely real. And, uh, uh, Massey's that way too. He's he's a oh, slow man, goat absolutely. on so many things, and and like the Iron Dome, he he voted no on it. Oh my God, he's an anti-Semite. He's like, no. Why would part of Randy's check go pay for another country's military shit? You know, yeah. He's uh, absolutely the best that we got. He Lower, is lowercase. I mean, he's better than lots of big L libertarians. Definitely. He, so. he just is. That's the, we're, you know, we're working on that and we're going to try and make some Republicans Liberty harder, but uh, yeah, he's great, man. I, that's one thing I think that the, the movement should always do is like Massey and Paul should be untouchable. I mean, you know, I, and I'll I get it. it. I'll you put in like, a word with my people. Okay. Leave those yeah. two alone. <laughs> Tom Randy said that Massey and Paul are untouchable, but screw everybody else. None of them, none of the rest of them have. We got them. a libertarian who's running against uh, Ron DeSantis. How do you feel about that? Um, you said two. I, I think. I'm just kidding. I think, no, I, I don't think that that's like if, if there's national money to put. Like, I would rather donate to Jeremy uh, Kaufman's. Mm-hmm. Thing, you know, from Pennsylvania, I'd rather. I think we should put all of our eggs in one basket, and and donate to Jeremy Kaufman because he might actually become a United States senator from New Hampshire. I'll tell you what. 
He's got a yeah. He's he has he's a really chance. Great. Yeah, and I mean in New Hampshire, that's that's the state to try it for for sure. Absolutely. And then you'd have Paul could actually be like, all right, I'll start acting more libertarian. Even though I know Rand Paul is totally libertarian, but he's put he puts this little neocon mask on because he's trying. He saw what happened to his father. And he's trying a different route. Yeah, that's what I really think. I, I know. Right. I can't. I he's the best senator we have, and I try not to be too judgy because it's a den of vipers, and you can't be. I don't know if anybody could be Ron Paul now, even Ron Paul's son. Um, so I try not to hold him up to that standard. That's not fair to anybody. Yep. Um, but uh, Randy, why don't you tell everybody where they can listen to you, man? Oh, you can, uh, unless someone watches this at the station and goes, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I should be on every day from 10 to 2 on the Rick Jensen show. It's on 1017 FM and 1150 AM in uh, the great state of Delaware. And you get it all over Pennsylvania, Maryland. Uh, southern New Jersey, and you can hear it online. It streams at wdel.com. And, nice. uh, and I fill in for Rick whenever he's on vacation, which is sometimes often, which is awesome. And they give me total freedom. So, I mean, you know, f- for the most part, they, they know that I know what you can say and what you can't say, As, you know, the, right. especially when it comes to like graphic sexual stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I, no one ever trains you to do that. I used to listen to, Opie and Anthony and and Stern or Kid Chris or whatever, and and they would say, oh, they dumped out of that. Yeah, you can't say the T word for breasts. Yeah, you can't describe that that graphically. You know what I mean? And that's the only way I learned how to do it. It's not. It's not like somebody walks up to you and hands you a book and says, okay, don't don't get too graphic about you know. Uh, right. So you, you don't have people breathing down your neck. I love. No, that. they're actually. They're, they're, I I'm very happy. I'm, I'm I mean, you happy. made it. You got. You're a libertarian on the air. You made it through COVID. And you're still spitting yeah. that liberty shit, man. I'm so grateful yeah. for it. And when I found out that that was even still a thing, I was just encouraged. That was a huge white pill for me. And I can't thank you enough for uh, having me on as many times as you had and uh, you know, spreading the word about libertarianism and the Libertarian Party and Mises Caucus and all the rest, man. I really, really do appreciate it. I think we should be constantly cross-promoting. I mean, yeah, you have your followers you, you man you kill it on twitter like you get thrown i've off. got like almost you seven get people a lot of people back no. and you get kicked off and a month later new name that's right i spring up like a weed baby yeah <laughs> you're like kumia like kumia gets kicked off of twitter and then 10 minutes later he's got you know 10 trillion you know uh followers again under like a secret name you know <laughs> gotta keep trying gotta keep yeah. coming back man because they're gonna keep trying to cut us down so yeah yeah Thank and you, Dan, buddy. you're welcome on the show anytime as well, like when I'm hosting. So yeah. thank you, sir. And we should jam that too. If you want something lighthearted, <laughs> you have a second? Um, <laughs> yes, sir. All right, look at these. All right, th- these three guitars here. Well, you can't see the first one, but this is a, this is an Ibanez. Okay, you ever hear when guys won't shut up about the lawsuit guitars? Like is anybody that has an Ibanez, they go, it's a lawsuit model. Well, there never really was a lawsuit, but there's like a cease and desist order. And the reason why is the open book headstock. So you'll see guys that don't have the open, and they go, it's a lawsuit model because it's an Ibanez. But it's like a 70, and it's a mustache. <laughs> Definitely is a mustache. So that's that's what they care about, right? See, now this is a real Gibson. It's a cheapy Gibson. It's not, not an Epiphone, but I mean, it's it's a... Uh, it's a Les Paul special, doesn't have the binding and stuff, but that's that's the headstock they're talking about. I thought we were uh, talking about liberty, <laughs> yeah, liberty rocking. It's all next time we're gonna we have should a, jam. We should we're definitely, jam. yeah, we'll come over, we'll geek out about instruments, but that would be awesome. And then I'm this in. one, 
This is the the crown. That one's my favorite. This is a Bernie. It's made in Japan. Yep. And give me the knockoff. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're, like people who know, no. But otherwise, you got to tell people this is better than the Gibson. Like, how can it be? It doesn't say Gibson on it. So. <laughs> it looks fly though. Love it. Nice man. Nice gentlemen. Dan, any uh, parting words from you, my bro? Yeah, it's going to be a minute. That's I guess. right. Is this the last week? And you got the kids coming next week, right? I'm pretty much single dad in it through the month of July. So yeah, I'm going to catch up with you. So you're on hiatus. Dan's on hiatus. Uh, I have Angela McArdle booked to come on the show uh, halfway through July. So we'll talk to the new chair of the LNC and her goals. Um, I'll say this. I think this is just the coolest thing really quick before we get out of here. She filed, before she got elected, a FOIA request with the FBI, CIA, NSA, and IRS to see if any libertarian activity, libertarian party activity, and then had commingled at any time. So I don't expect, you know, revelations to come out, but I would love to see some, you know, I'm sure I won't say names, but it might, you know, point, point to the direction of some All people. you need is those little black lines. You know what they mean. Oh, I'm going to get You'll those know who redacted it is. ass motherfuckers. You know who it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, I really do appreciate you. Uh, Randy, come back anytime, man, and we'll uh, we'll do it again, brother. This was a blast. I, I really, really, really appreciate it, and uh, you guys are killing it, man. I I, I love the uh, Mises Caucus, man. You guys, uh, do you have Mises Caucus T-shirts? I mean, I'm not asking for a free one. I will pay for one, but uh, is that something you guys are working? Oh, they're they're loaded they're with merch there? at uh, MisesMerch.com. Okay. They're loaded up. They got great Ron Paul stuff in there. I think some Jordan Peterson and nice. And I might make a, a Massey Revolution shirt just for myself. I think you should have it just to walk around with that. Like, I'm not saying I'm pushing, you know, well, people need to know. Yeah. I mean, it it would, if in our little world, people would be like, wait, that's the Ron Paul. Oh, yeah. He's the new Ron Paul. That's right. He follows me on Twitter. He follows me. Damn right. Chris Velrath out of Delaware, Libertarian Party of Delaware said, great show, Dave. Thanks for all your support, Randy. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. They do appreciate it. We all do, man. Love you guys. Love you too, man. We're Dan, love you, bro. We're just going to and just give accolades all night. Like Eleven fifteen. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, pleasure meeting you. Seriously, you as well, sir. All I'll right. talk to you soon. Thank you, Peace. guys. Peace, guys. That's it. Episode twenty six is in the bank. That was a really fun one, man. Any excuse to uh, talk to Randy, talk to Dan, and talk about Ron Paul. I am about it, about it. So uh, it is probably after nine now. Angela's on TimCast. Go check that out. And um, yeah, I will see you guys real soon. Peace.